Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 103, released on July 31st, 2013. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is my good friend, Scotty V. Hey, Scott. Hey there. What's happening, everyone? Steve, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a, a big month. Uh, we've been uh, looking at stuff happening with Man of Steel, with the box office takings. We've, been, we've seen a, an announcement about a sequel. We've had new comic books this past month. Uh, lots going on. Lots to get through. Oh, there's so many things. Obviously, we've seen... Uh, you know, what most would consider pretty huge success in the box office numbers for Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's still going slightly, but, you know, I guess we still have Japan to open at the end of August, so we'll see a little more. But uh, I think it's been probably, a, a, I would assume, a larger success than people would expect, even though I'm hearing fans say, oh, well, the reason they're going to do what, what they're going to do is because it didn't do as well as they thought. But uh, I, I, I would have to disagree with that. I would have to disagree with that, too. It's done more than $630 million to date worldwide. Uh, it was the you know, number one on its week- opening weekend. It's the number one reboot superhero franchise, you know, Batman's Batman Begins, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, you know, all those movies, none of them did as well as Man of Steel, uh, which is a re- reboot of the Superman franchise. Uh, it's uh, been the, the second biggest film of the year to date. Um, so, like, you can't really complain. It's, uh, it has done phenomenally well, and uh, they wouldn't be announcing a sequel to the film uh, had we not... Uh, and in an important way, it's it's going to be launching the DC Universe of films, which we'll get to. Uh, if, it wouldn't be doing all that if it hadn't been a success in the eyes of the company. Yes, I, I have to go with you there. I mean, that's um, that's probably the the entire thought process behind watching the numbers grow and seeing how it does. Um, you know, when you're the execs back home, you're saying, you know, this... We said this going in. This is going to hinge what happens with Superman, not only Superman, but also the supposed extended universe and all-inclusive universe and, and where we go from here in terms of uh, DC movies and films. And mm. obviously we're hearing lots of other uh, announcements coming out now. I personally am uh, slightly disappointed in that uh, we didn't become the number one movie of all time, or at least <laughs> beat the uh, the greatest be- the you know the, the greatest numbers of the the Nolan Batman franchise. But on the other hand, um, it is it is it is the original in whatever series we're going to get from this point forward. Um, I've also had discussions um, that probably read more like arguments to other people. But discussions with people online about how you can't call this the first movie. There have been five other Superman movies. And, of course, its numbers are going to be big when it has five other movies to build on. And uh, obviously, at least to me, that isn't the case. Uh, There were five other Superman movies. But if anything, uh, the last one specifically is only going to uh, uh, sour people's opinion towards seeing another Superman movie. And the last two of the original franchise 
would also sour people's uh, opinion on seeing a new Superman movie. So we technically only have two well-received Superman movies over the last 35 years before Man of Steel. So in my mind, this is completely a new beginning, a new start, and has no, not just not just story-wise and not just but what the creators say, but no connection to the previous franchise in any way whatsoever other than it's about the same character. Exactly. I mean, the same thing can be said for Batman and Spider-Man, who had both had multiple films before Batman Begins and before The Amazing Spider-Man. And so it's... You know, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man had three other successful Spider-Man movies before it. Uh, Batman Begins had, what was it, four Batman movies uh, prior to that. So it's not out of, you know, it, it is well within reason to compare Man of Steel to Batman Begins and The Amazing Spider-Man. And it's done better than both of those films at the box office. So, uh, you know, there is not much argument really to be said for anything else. And I think it's very clear that not only the fandom, but also the general population, and maybe even more so the general population of moviegoers, were not disinterested in Superman, which has long been a discussion. You know, is he past mm. his prime? Is mm. it time to get away from him? Is it, you know, is he no longer interesting to people at large? And I think with the $600 million box office numbers across the world and more to come, uh, the answer to that is uh, uh, unequivocally uh, no, he is not past That's his right. prime. And, and yes, people are still interested. Yeah, now we could probably should expect around probably 20 million from Japan. I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility. I think uh, that is uh, you know, definitely a possibility there. So it will definitely reach over the 650 million mark worldwide uh, by the time it's done. It's still showing in cinemas here in Australia. I think there are select cinemas in America where it's possibly still showing. It's definitely on its way out in those cinemas, in those countries where it's been on uh, and and released for over a month, so uh, that's to be expected. Yeah, I think those are normal. Um, it's it's it always looks like a much more steep drop off because these types of films always do huge numbers uh, right away mm. and and uh, and and do seem to kind of fade away a little more quickly. But uh, it's it's you know it's because all the people who were interested in seeing it were very interested at the beginning and now have seen it there multiple times or whatever and 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 uh, the time runs out as far as them being uh, interested in continuing to go back and see them. But now people are already talking about when does the Blu-ray come out? Are there going to yeah. be deleted scenes? Are we seeing something extended? So I think that there is still uh, excitement for the movie. There's still excitement for announcements, um, as indicated by the uh, the. Um, huge response at Comic-Con last week when it was, in fact, announced that uh, they're definitely moving ahead with a sequel. That's right. Zack Snyder took to the stage at the end of the uh, Superman uh, 75th anniversary panel that they were having there at Comic-Con earlier in July uh, in San Diego. He was like a last minute, not last minute, but like at the end of the panel, uh, they said, oh, we've got one more thing, big announcement coming out. Zack Snyder comes out. He takes to the lectern, takes to the microphone, and says that yes, we are. Uh, you know, thank you everybody for the great response that you, you know, that met you, uh, the success of Man of Steel, uh, for the love and support that both fans and new audiences worldwide, you know, sh- showed to the film. And uh, yes, we are making another Superman movie. At which point, everybody went nuts and uh, was cheering. You know, uh, and. Um, and then he said, now, I've been, you know, trudging through the DC universe, 
trying to f- come up with um, a way to you know explain to you. You don't want to hear what the movie is going to be about. You don't want to know um, you know what's happening exactly in the movie. And they haven't even written it yet, so that's understandable. He doesn't really necessarily can give away uh, many details about uh, the film or the story itself. But he um, he brought out Harry Lennox, who, as we all know, was General Swanwick in Man of Steel. And basically because he said he has a better voice than him to announce this thing. And Harry Lennox took to the microphone and read a quote from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns graphic novel, which uh, says, I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in all your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. And obviously that quote comes from Batman. Which means Batman will be in the next Man of Steel movie. And about halfway through the quote, of course, the audience erupted again into mm-hmm. mayhem. And, and uh, you're just being uh, pleased, surprised, shocked, excited. Uh, you know, uh, we only have footage from people's cell phones and that sort of thing. So a lot of what you get is people that were close to the phone at the time. And I hear things like, get out of here. And like, oh, my God. Or can you believe this? <laughs> this is amazing. Those kinds of right. ideas. Yeah. And of course, um, uh, being the person that anyone who knows me uh, knows that I am, I was of two worlds from this announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, I was getting some of the chills that I am sure people in the audience were getting. I did feel a bit uh, tingly. I did feel a bit of excitement. Uh, my eyes welled up a little bit just at the amount of, of drama and excitement and the way they presented it and the way it was done. I don't think anybody... Um, uh, can disagree that these are Hollywood people and that they got this done in a way that is better than just saying, oh, yeah, we're going to include Batman um, <laughs> some way. You know? uh, so it was very exciting. Uh, and the other world that I come at uh, this from is the same world that I think you, Steve, do, mm-hmm. and that is that it seems to me an unusual choice Considering the subject matter of The Dark Knight Returns and considering the goofy way that Superman is presented in that story, that they would come out and use that quote. My uh, my explanation for this, at least at the time, is that Zack Snyder isn't necessarily um, totally knowledgeable about the entirety of the DC universe, but he has some ideas and that – he spent some time trying to find some quotes. He knows this is a big book with uh, with uh, Frank Miller fans and with Batman fans and in terms of the impact it had on the comic book community. So he found a quote that kind of implied that Batman was going to be involved in some way and sounding like in a way where uh, Batman and Superman are at odds, which is entirely possible, just a strange a strange story to choose. And he does say, we're not doing an adaptation of that. Um, we just wanted to give you an idea of what, we, with it, what direction we might be going in. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think he, it was, I don't know if it's, I mean, they, like I said, Hollywood people—they're they, very about—they're very much about being theatrical and being, you know, uh, on display and and making a big, you know, a big noise and a big bang. Um, on one hand, I like to think that they just used this quote because it would be recognised by the people at Comic Con as being a Batman Superman story, and this was their way of, you know, that shock and awe of, you know, <gasps> they're putting Batman and Superman together in a movie. That's great. It works in that in that regard, but then once you let it, that sink in, 
and you think about, well, did they choose this because of the story element of Batman beating Superman and, and, and then as a Superman fan, well, that feels like a bit of a slap in the face because Superman is not portrayed very nice in this movie. He's a bit of a, uh, you know, he's a sellout. He, you know, Frank Miller even himself acknowledges that he probably gave Superman a bit of a rough time uh, in, in portraying him in the way he did in this movie, in, sorry, in this book, uh, which was turned into an animated movie, which is another reason why I know that they won't be adapting this because it's already been done in animated form. Um, so I'm pretty sure they wouldn't go that, you know, adapting it in a live action form when they've already done it in an animated form. Plus, this is, he says, we're making, we're going to do another Superman movie. Well, this is not a Superman story. This is a Batman story that happens to have Superman in it. And Superman, as I said, is not the, the, the not good guy in this. So you wouldn't, in, in announcing a new Superman movie or another Superman movie, to use The Dark Knight Returns as a tool to do that was disappointing to me because I don't like the way Superman is portrayed in that. And it's a definite, and it's the beginning of where. Batman fans and DC Universe in general started thinking that Batman was infallible and Superman was a, you know, a, a brainless uh, oaf and that uh, you know, Batman can save the day all the time and can win regardless, no matter what, and he'll always come out on top. And I don't like that whole factor. I hate it when Batman always comes in and seems to save the day, when really he shouldn't even be in the same um, power group as Superman, who could, with the flick of his middle finger... Uh, you know, knock Batman dead. Does it have to be the middle finger, or can we? Well, use you know what I mean when you flick someone. You know that whole flicking action. Yes, absolutely. And and I I think that that's the whole issue with me and and with other people. Now, clearly, the people in the hall didn't seem to have at least yet. Maybe they did afterwards. Um, that problem. They were just excited to have that announcement. And this is a lot of what I'm hearing on our Superman homepage Facebook page, which if you're not a member of, go ahead over there and, and try and join. And uh, one of us will uh, certainly uh, let you come in and join on a lot of the conversations. But a lot of what's going around is why can't we just be excited? Why can't we just you know love the fact that they're expanding the universe and we're getting another Superman movie and things are happening and we're finally going to try and compete with Marvel and as if as if we, as if we're somehow included in in the success that DC or Marvel is going to have, or as if somehow this this matters in our lives in a in a general sense, other than just the fact that we like to see superhero movies, and in particular at the Superman homepage, Superman movies. And a lot of the argument is, you know, there's too much negativity here. You can't please anyone. You can't please everyone. Fans are whiny. We're getting another Superman movie, and you're still crying. Why can't we just get along? And I don't really think, at least me personally, I'm not trying to not get along. I'm just mentioning, just as you are, some of the issues that seem to stem from using the the, uh, the Dark Knight Returns as an announcement piece mm. for a Man of Steel sequel. It's a Man of Steel sequel. And initially what Zack Snyder had said was, and Batman will appear. Batman appearing doesn't bother me at all. A Batman-Superman conversation doesn't bother me at all. A meeting where they see each other and don't like what the other is doing also doesn't bother me at all. But I think 
like many Superman fans, I, I believe you, you included, if they suddenly decide to say this is a Batman slash Superman movie and we're taking a lot of our cues from the book written by Frank Miller that most Superman fans aren't big fans of, but Batman fans loved, and as you say, was the time that Batman kind of became the be-all and end-all, and, and people formed their opinion about Superman and Batman from that story, I think it very much hurts Superman, and I think it very much is a negative impact on a Man of Steel sequel, which, that being said, doesn't mean much because we really don't have a whole lot of information. It's just the no. implication yeah. of what was announced and how it was announced. That's it. It's the word. That's the word. Implication. The implication of what they announced is where I was feeling a bit soured by by the announcement. Um, it kind of. It also. You know that whole box office chat that we're talking about, as far as the numbers are concerned. We will never know now whether the second Batman movie, sorry, the second Superman movie in this new franchise would compete against the Dark Knight's numbers in that franchise being the second movie of that Batman trilogy because Batman is now going to be included in this Superman sequel and so people will then just attribute Superman's success in that movie to the fact that Batman was also in it. Well, that will certainly be an argument point, especially for the Bat fans. Mm. And as I've said, you know, when I see him portrayed in a way that pleases me, which 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 may be a way to say it, I actually enjoy Batman stories and I enjoy the Batman character. Oh, yeah. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I just um, and I and I don't think necessarily what. Bat fans will say, based on the numbers for the second Man of Steel movie, because Batman's included, is necessarily true. But I will say that I got to hand it to Hollywood people in one way, and that is that they know kind of how to up the ante. Oh, Sometimes yeah. it fails miserably. Sometimes mm -hmm. second movies, third movies fail, bomb. Sometimes first movies bomb. Sometimes whole ideas like the Nicolas Cage Superman movie go by the wayside like Justice League years ago go by the wayside like the original Fantastic Four movie from the 80s go by the wayside and fail miserably. Sometimes they're used just to keep the rights. You know, they make a movie and it's crap, but they do it in order that they don't have to lose the rights to another company. Uh, other times they come out and they make an announcement like this and of course the plan is how do we top Man of Steel's numbers and hopefully top the Dark Knight's numbers and hopefully top the Dark Knight the sequel numbers how do we do that and by doing by by coming up with a way to do it including Batman though it will seem a negative to Superman fans and we're already talking about some of the implications however we don't know the way they're going to use them. As I said, if it's a post-credit scene with Nick, like like Nick Fury in the, in the Iron Man movie, it'll be perfect. It'll be fine. It'll imply that there's a shared universe. It'll imply that they're together, and it could be great. And it will still help the box office numbers, and it will still get the hype because Batman and Superman are together in a movie and in a universe. If they do it another way, where Batman kind of takes a lot of the spotlight away, then I would say it would be better to make it a separate Batman Superman entry into the DC universe of movies as opposed to saying it's a direct sequel to Man of Steel. But I will say that the Dark Knight movie, and I've said this and, and many of the Nolan Batman fans disagree with me, uh, really benefited from the unfortunate death of uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, people wanted to see this performance. People were 
uh, in awe by what had happened and were shocked by the implications that he had killed himself because he was such so in despair over playing the Joker and he became such such connected to that feeling and that emotion that he couldn't handle it or whatever and he was on different kinds of uh, emotional pain dampeners so that he could you know get through his day and this kind of contributed to his early death and that I believe contributed to the numbers of the dark Knight. So in a way, as morbid as it sounds, uh, including Batman or doing some other sort of gimmick to up the ante and up the stakes in the man of steel sequel, I believe Batman being included here could be our Heath Ledger playing the Joker. Well, I definitely think it's from the Warner brothers point of view. It makes sense. And I, if I was, you know, working at the company and thought to myself, well, we've got a, you know, we had a major success with the Batman franchise. Man of Steel's numbers are doing great. You know, let's get them together. This would be fantastic. We'll even quadruple our numbers then. Um, and that makes total, total monetary sense from their perspective. I totally get that. And people are saying, people who are Batman and Superman fans or who are DC Universe fans are over the moon because this is a combined universe and having Superman and Batman in the one movie is fantastic. And, and I'm all for having Superman and Batman in the one movie. I'm all for a Justice League movie. I just feel a little bit cheated by announcing this is a Man of Steel sequel but throwing Batman in as well. If they just said, no, we're not going with a Man of Steel sequel, we're going with a Superman-Batman movie, then I'd say, okay, fair enough. That's the decision you've made. But when they say, this is a man, this is, yes, we're officially going to do another Superman movie, and those were Zack Snyder's words, it's official, that we're going to do another Superman movie, but you're throwing Batman in it as well. Well, then it's not a Superman movie, it's a Batman-Superman movie or a Superman-Batman movie. And that's another thing we're going to get to, is what is the title going to be for this film? Well, that could be the case. However, we could also put some stock in, in uh, Zack Snyder's words. We could we could take him at word value, and that is that he said we are doing another Superman movie and Batman will be included in some way or another. Uh, Batman being included, again, in a, in a end credits sequence or mid credit sequence or right before the credit sequence or at some point during the movie without taking away from, from uh, Clark Kent's continuing story and his development and the way the movie goes um, doesn't necessarily then um, become a disappointment. Um, we are Not, we're speaking as have, if it's a versus movie or if it's a connection movie where yes. they're going to meet each. You know, and and you're right. We uh, have David but, Goya's announcement at Comic Con too to throw that into the mix, and he says, "So the next film we're making, we're already in pre-production, comes out in summer of 2015, and it's we're actually not sure whether the title is Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman, but yes, it's." That rematch, that combination, the two guys on screen, and that's happening. Yes, yes, I was, I was getting there. I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to throw it in. I know, and that certainly threw a Molotov cocktail into the mix. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, when I read that, you know, my, my eyes were literally on fire. Um, I was burning inside because, as you said, it's, it's, it's very disheartening as a Superman fan. As a, as a person who really enjoyed Man of Steel and wanted to see that universe continue, uh, just to to see what sounds like 
uh, DC again throwing the Batman card at us and saying, uh, we all know you love Batman. You seem to like Man of Steel. So now let's put them together. On the other hand, as you were saying before, they are their two biggest characters, Batman probably still being at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, these types of moves don't help to change that. But I don't know that anybody in the business area is looking to change that. They're perfectly happy with Batman being the guy. And and who are we to say that their number one guy should somehow turn into their number two guy? Uh, we feel in our hearts that Superman should always be the number one guy, and to me, he always is. Um, but as we've seen over the last 20 years or so, he's you know at least second and sometimes third, depending on how they draw the covers. But um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's still a possibility that Goyer is just kind of playing up the drama playing up the controversy. It happened with uh, the death of Zod. It happened with the kissing of Lois. It happened with the destruction of the... These are things that are sometimes done on purpose in order to continue the discussion going. And if you look at... I haven't looked lately, but uh, three days after the announcement, if you looked at sites like Yahoo, you would see uh, trending uh, was, was Man of Steel sequel, Superman and Batman, Batman, Superman, Superman movie, Batman movie. And this is what they want. So as much as it sounds like something that breaks our heart, and again, nothing has been proven yet. We don't know. You know, Goyer could be talking out of the other side of his body. So it's possible that we could still see one scene where they're versus each other. Mm -hmm. And in that, it might not be punches. It might not be a battle. It might not be where Batman's in armor with kryptonite beating on our Man of Steel. It could just be, I don't like the way he's treating those criminals. And I don't like the way he's treating those criminals. He, you know, they're like superstars to him. They're, they're, you know, he's like their bodyguard. You know, so it could be a versus in terms of, and we've seen this before, their style mm. of what they're doing. Yeah, it will be interesting to see where he goes because Goya is obviously writing the screenplay uh, based off a story between him and Zack Snyder coming up with the idea together. Uh, it is in pre-production, uh, very early stages. We don't know where they're going with it. They're aiming for a summer of 2015, which is two years away. So it will be interesting to see what the information does come out, uh, if any. You know, we, we, we didn't know much about Man of Steel's story right up until we saw the, the film and saw the trailers and that. So uh, it, it will be very secretive once again with this, uh, these characters and with the people involved in the production companies about... What does get leaked, and what does do, do we? What do we? We what we do get to see? Um, you know, there's a bit of uh, investigative information out there, as far as what domain names have been registered. And uh, Warner Brothers and DC Comics have you know registered domain names for years now of Batman versus Superman, Superman versus Batman, but they have registered Batman versus SupermanMovie.com, but not Superman versus BatmanMovie.com. Which is, you know, we can you can read volumes into that, but it's still very early days. There were talks of doing a Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman movie back uh, before uh, Troy was made because uh, they were going to make it back then, and we saw a sneak peek of what would, you know, what they thought would be happening in the uh, I Am Legend uh, movie where there was the billboard of the Superman Batman uh, emblem. Uh, up on the uh, the billboards there uh, in the background. So it was obviously something they've been aiming for for years. This is not a new idea. It's not something they have just come out, you know, pull it out of their hat and say, oh, let's do this one. It's something they've been aiming for for a number of years uh, before the Batman movies, before the Superman movies. This was something that they were playing with. And they're finally getting around to it. It just 
I would have liked to have seen another Superman movie before they did a Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman movie. I think as a Superman fan and as someone who enjoyed Man of Steel, um, I probably would have liked that better as well. And I'm still in the camp where I don't know which way to go here because I'm not exactly sure what we're going to get. Everything is rumor and speculation at this Mm -hmm. point beyond the official announcement, which was Snyder saying we're doing a Superman movie and it's going to include Batman in one way or another and the way they announced it, as we already discussed. Uh, But you're right. They have been planning this kind of thing or trying to plan this kind of thing for years and years. And based on the excitement around the announcement, fans have been clamoring for this kind of thing. You know, we've heard them talk. I've heard them in my personal life. I've seen it online. Uh, Why don't they do a Batman Superman movie? Why don't they do, you know, a a, a collection of these two heroes on screen? You know, how hard would that be? And so I think that it's something that they know people want whether that those people are us or not uh doesn't matter they they feel that they've definitely got a winner here and i think it would be okay to do this one first but certainly not to come out and say it's a batman versus superman movie where both heroes are given equal weight and batman may even beat up superman based on the quote we used but it's a man of steel sequel that's that's where that's where the whole line seems to be blurred and odd Exactly. You, you just hit the nail right on the head there in that one paragraph. So let's wait and see. Uh, it's still very early days. Other than that announcement, all we've heard is a possibility that they may not be filming in Vancouver. They may actually be filming in Toronto instead, um, in Canada, uh, which is not unheard of. A lot of uh, uh, you know productions are filming in Toronto now. Vancouver was the place uh, where a lot of TV shows and things, and still is, uh, a lot of uh, you know where a lot of productions go, but uh, it seems to be there a bit of a, a shift towards Toronto now because of film tax credits that companies get uh, more favourable to their uh, bottom line by filming there. So uh, it's uh, it's that's neither here nor there. But uh, that was just the only other real piece of information we have for this next movie. And beyond that, we will just uh, stay posted, stay stay tuned to the website because uh, we will be on top of it over the next two years and so and plus. Absolutely, and we'll be excited. Yes, uh, you know, don't get us wrong, you know, we, we are obviously very big Superman fans, and this is a Superman homepage. Uh, we don't not like Batman. Um, Scotty's been pretty vocal in his thoughts on the Batman-Nolan films, but, uh, and, and I, I love those films, and I, I do like Batman. I just obviously don't like Batman at the expense of Superman. Agreed. Okay, now the other movie news that's out there, uh, Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox is the latest release from Warner Animation. The uh, film is uh, out now. It's uh, just just today re- re- uh, received my copy on Blu-ray of the animated movie. Haven't watched it as yet, uh, so I can't give you my thoughts on it, and I don't think Scotty's seen it as yet but uh it is out there now it's uh, uh based on the story by jeff johns that was the catalyst for the new 52 universe in the dc comic books um it uh finds barry allen um the flash and uh and things that go on there as to something that's changed in the timeline and that's affected everybody and that's where the new 52 uh continuity comes from and this movie is all about that 
I didn't know that it had released. I thought it was releasing uh, this week, but uh, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I, I was thinking yeah, it July would be 30. out. But I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, right. There we go. So I didn't think it was out yet. So no, I haven't seen it. But my understanding, my my memory of this from three years ago was Superman was not in the Flashpoint paradox. But 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 from what I am understanding at this point, he is in this story in movie form. Yeah, he's not a major player. There was a um, a Superman who was a skinny kid who was, you know, had been experiment experimented on for years. He never landed in Smallville, and he was, you know, um, held in captive, uh, you know, being studied and being prodded and poked and and so there was a Superman paradox. Uh, uh, what do you call it? New Fifty Two. It was Flashpoint. a Superman project. It was like a yeah. three part or a four yeah, part. Exactly. But he flies away in the Flashpoint paradox. They go to him for help. Yep. And he says, uh, "I can't help yeah. you." And he leaves. And I believe that's his only appearance in the uh, Flashpoint. That's uh, correct. Series. He is in a major player. And this is more. This is a Flash story. And Batman, who is actually Thomas Wayne in this uh, fractured timeline created by uh, the story in this, uh, is in it as, as to some degree as well. Uh, but it is uh, the Catalyst for the New 52 continuity in comic books. So if you and, and from all accounts, it's a really good animated film. It, it is available on iTunes uh, before the DVD and Blu-ray got released. So some people have seen it, and there are reviews up on the on the internet. And from all accounts, a lot of people are thoroughly enjoying it and saying it's one of the best that have been produced. So um, looking forward to uh, giving you my thoughts. And Scotty obviously will want to give his thoughts next time in our uh, end of August uh, podcast uh, here on Radio KAL. Now there was a uh, article that I read, or I don't, I don't think I read the article, but I saw that someone who obviously wanted to take a dig at Man of Steel said uh, that the greatest uh, DC movie uh, hasn't yet been released this year, and it's the Flashpoint Paradox. So, uh, as negative as that sounds toward Man of Steel, um, sounds like that guy kind of liked the Flashpoint Paradox. Mm. So you know, uh, maybe, and if it's if it's a better movie than that. Um, you know, I love all the. I've loved every animated one that I have seen. Uh, I, I liked Batman Year One better than any of the Nolan films. So that's entirely possible. That that uh, you know, this animated project that they've been doing over the last few years to me is just. I love it. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I look forward to it every four months or so when there's a new one. Mm. So you know, and I think they're doing a bang up job in terms of story and character and, and drama and seriousness and they're PG-13. So it's. They don't have to. They don't have to hold back any punches. You know, they can give it to you the way they want to give it to you, and and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, yep, it, I have even, no complaints. Even Lois gives it a two fingers up. Uh, <laughs> exactly. From the, that uh, one, you know, we I, unbound. I we talked about that uh, at another time, but I hadn't seen it at the time, and I have since seen it, and it left me a little dry in terms of excitement. Like uh, for something about it didn't. Um, sit with me as well as the, like the last one was versus the elite mm -hmm. Superman versus the elite and I loved that I thought it was the best one to date um, but uh, I, I the Brainiac one didn't do it for me that much it was okay yeah you know, but uh, yeah. and well the next one after Flashpoint Paradox will be Justice League War which is an adaptation of the Justice League origin comic book story again written by Jeff Johns with art by Jim Lee and Scott Williams from the comic books which launched the new 52 era so that was the beginning that was Justice League number one. That was, the, you know, where it all started. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing that adapted in animated format. Uh, that won't be uh, until, I think, next year sometime. 
Well, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of questions, uh, even before the Flashpoint Paradox was announced, were I sure hope that they never, uh, you know, change their costumes in the animated movies because at least that's one spot where I can still see him <laughs> in his trunks. Um, and I think people were wondering, oh, so are they ever going to show us, you know, how the new 52 gets started? And, you know, some people look at it in a positive way, some in a negative way. And it looks like, at least for the next two, we're going to see the origin of that new universe and mm-hmm. then um, these characters in that new universe after that origin takes place. Yeah, so that's in the movie news, both in live action and animated format. Now, talking about animated format, we haven't got much on TV anymore and for Superman fans. You know, they've got the Teen Titans Go, they've got the Batman Beware, the Batman, whatever it is. But uh, there was a DC Nation short, which we kind of lost track of those DC Nation shorts for a while. We had the Super Best Friends Forever, which is now done. We had the Ardman animations, which is now done, I believe. We had, um, what was the other one? The, they had that uh, Superman of Super Tokyo. Uh, Super Baby or something, yeah. Yeah, they had the Justice, the Farm League. Uh, but now we've got a new one called Tales of Metropolis. And a bizarro one was shown, and uh, it kind of caught everyone by surprise. We hadn't heard much about it, but uh, it's now on YouTube. We've got it on our own uh, Superman homepage YouTube channel, and it was quite good. I quite enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see more of these tales of Metropolis if they're as good as the, the bizarro one was. I just, I mean, I hope they keep making them because this was so good. It was so funny and it yeah, was so cute. Bizarre. It was just, a li- it was a little thing, but it was, yeah. you know, it didn't like a couple things didn't make sense. Like, you know, Lois is pushing her hands off, uh, pushing Bizarro's hands off of her and kind of pushing him away. You know, if he's this brute who doesn't really understand his power, you know, her arms would probably be broken. But, um, but it's funny and and the animation is cute and cool. And I was certain that the guy who did Superman Classic had to have had a hand in this. But <laughs> I, I went to his website. I looked. It doesn't say anything about it, so uh, I don't know who did it, um, but I really like it. I hope they make more. I hope it wasn't just a layover from before Young Justice went off and they just never got to use it and they threw it on. You know, Because as you say, we lost track of it. We didn't hear about it. There was no announcement. No one knew it was coming. We didn't have any idea this was even being made, and uh, there it was, and it mm. was great. Well, I hear there is another one coming. I contacted uh, Warner Brothers Animation, and they say, yeah, there's another one coming uh, to DC Nation on the Cartoon Network Saturday mornings uh, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I don't know. I don't know when. I don't have a date. So I guess you just have to keep watching uh, DC Nation. I think it's between 10 and 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings, and repeat it again on Sunday mornings uh, to see another Tales of Metropolis episode. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Now, in other TV news, uh, fans of the Superboy TV series. Uh, we'll be happy to know that Season 3 is now available on DVD, now called The Adventures of Superboy. The, uh, the TV show went into what many people think were its, uh, its best season in Season 3. Season 2 and 3 are very well received. And um, all four seasons are available on iTunes. You can download all four seasons officially from, uh, from iTunes. But uh, Season 3 is now out on DVD. You can get it uh, through the Warner Brothers online store. And I believe season four is only a few months away. Very cool. I love I love when a Superman movie comes out. Uh, happened with Superman Returns. In fact, I think uh, the first Superboy season was released mm-hmm. around the time that was being released. Uh, because we end up seeing a lot of DVDs we maybe thought we would never get. We we get a yeah. lot of new animated things, a lot of new you know uh, uh, ideas, a lot of old things re-released. 
Uh, I love the, the, the extra marketing and the extra things that we can get whenever there's a, a movie about a certain character that comes out. You know, the same kind of thing happens with Batman or whatever. They, they kind of release packages and collections yeah. and uh, they ramp up the, uh, the extra stuff because they know everyone's excited about it. So uh, having Superman, uh, Superboy Season 3, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people over the years who have been wishing that, that Warner Brothers would continue that collection. And, of course, it's all on iTunes now and, and we have these DVD sets coming out if, if that your pleasure so uh it's great i think it's uh, awesome it is very good and i've done the same thing as you said when superman returns came out we had you know the uh, the george reeves series come out we had the you know the flasher cartoons come out we had certain super friends cartoons come out all on dvd you know the serials with kirk allen uh, lois and clark smallville all that stuff came out around superman returns and they were really celebrating the character then and now here with Man of Steel, we've got uh, more Young Justice um, episodes on DVD. We've got the uh, more seasons, seasons four, five, and six of Super Friends from the very early 80s, uh, now out on DVD this uh, month, and Superboy, as you've just mentioned. So the one that we're really hoping for that we haven't heard about yet is the 1966 filmation, 19, uh, The New Adventures of Superman. They released some Superman episodes from that, back a couple of years ago, but now we really want to see the whole collection, including the Superboy and Crypto segments that have never been released. There it is, but maybe we have some to look forward to for Man of Steel 2. Mm. Yes. And if they leave, you know, if they take everything now, then we got nothing to look forward to. That's true. That's true. So that's the, uh, that's the one that everyone's waiting for, I think. That's really the only thing that's really left is that New Adventures of Superman cartoon series in total. Uh, to be released. Uh, the Super Friends are now available in their entirety. The the entire series of Super Friends in all its incarnations are now available on DVD. So uh, And Superboy is uh, almost there too. So that's great news for collectors of Superman and Superboy TV shows and cartoons. Excellent indeed. All right, let's move into talking about comic books. We missed out talking about comic books uh, totally last month because we've been totally swamped with Man of Steel stuff. And we're not going to go into the, you know, the Superman and Superboy and t- Teen Titans and Supergirl and action comics. and We're not going to touch on those this month because what we do have to touch on is these new titles that have been released in the last month or so. Uh, namely, the Adventures of Superman uh, chapters, the Batman Superman title and Superman Unchained, which uh, was number one on the sales charts for this past month. So... Uh, some exciting new titles for Superman fans to get there to sink their teeth into. Again, it's another. I think um, you know it has to do. It's in conjunction with the release of Man of Steel. Yeah. It was uh, it, you know a, a build up to the release of Man of Steel. So it's all related to that. I mean, I did kind of have a question um, when I started reading Unchained and I saw it, and it's Jim Lee, and it looks exactly like Superman does in the Justice League, and, and exactly like he looks in his own title and. I found myself thinking, why do we need this or have this? Um, part of that is because I'm really, I mean, we're not going to talk about the other titles, but I'm i am really having a hard time reading them. I don't know how you feel or how other people feel. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe I've just grown out of comic books. I hope not, uh, but I just... I'm not enjoying them, you know, mm. and I've, I've heard people complaining from day one of the new 52, I'm not going to buy this because I don't like it. I've been reading it for two years and, you know, it's not that, di- I mean, Superman hasn't changed all that much and no. my argument still stands, but something about the stories or the heart or something is just not, 
and I think a lot of times it's not even just Morrison anymore. You know, I'm I'm reading some of the others, and I'm just I find myself confused. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. I just, <laughs> um, you know. But so I started reading this uh, Superman Unchained, and uh, I've, I I had the pleasure of somehow getting my hands on the director's cut. I don't know if you've seen this one, mm. uh, or if all of the copies are not colored. But what I had was a. Uh, it looked like Jim Lee was working at it late at night, and the pages aren't finished. There's no inks. There's no colors. I can barely read the, the bubbles. Um, but it was a decent story, and I liked the way Superman was handled in it. So, you know, maybe this is a way, uh, you know, where I can get back into enjoying. You know, I read them for for the, for the site, and so I know what's going on, but I'm just... Uh, I've been a little disheartened and disenchanted uh, with it going going forward. So let me know. I, I, if, is there color in the? Yes. Yeah. What, okay. <laughs> what you received this just this week? They actually released uh, Superman Unchained, uh, the director's cut, which is uh, I haven't picked it up yet, but it obviously has some extras and, as you said, uncolored stuff. And so it's it's mainly looking at it from an unfinished point of view with some bonus material and things like that. But the story from the comic book is the same. Uh, last month, Superman Unchained number one, just the standard edition came out, and number two is now available as well this month. Uh, and uh, it, again, it's the coloured, normal coloured version, but the director's cut, which is an interesting title if you think about it, because there really isn't a director in a Superman in writing a comic book. Maybe the sure. creator's cut or or you know artist's cut. Or I don't know what they would call it, but. Director's cut seemed a bit of an odd choice to me, but that was just a special kind of giving you a behind-the-scenes look at how they kind of put them together. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because it was very hard to follow the story. You know, I was talking about being confused even mm. in a finished comic book. <laughs> this one had things like, add American flag with 48 stars here. And I'm like, what? Why, why 48 <laughs> stars? Why does there have to be an American flag here? I, I, so I was a little bit, you know, I'm not an artist and I don't do storyboarding and comic books and stuff. So I wasn't sure. But I got the gist of the story. And I, I understand that now General Lane's going to be an enemy again, and, and he has to prepare and, you know, have a weapon ready in case mm. Superman goes rogue. And, you know, because all the times he's gone rogue, you know, you just can't be sure with him. Um, and now we got some kind of Ultraman or something downstairs uh, that's going to be the real Superman. So Yeah, there's a guy called Wraith, I think, is the uh, big villain of the Superman Unchained saga. They've already kind of said that in the, at Comic-Con in the panels. And he's basically questioning Superman's mental capacity, like not he's, as if whether he's smart enough or not, but asking whether or not he's actually done good. You know, like, is he, you know, has his involvement here been for the betterment of of mankind, or you know, has he been uh, more of a hindrance? But um, you'll be interested to see that in number two, Batman turns up in Superman Unchained. He does, huh? <laughs> Why not? Oh, boy. They just well, you know, they love it. They love it. This, you know, the the first one without Batman hit number one on the sales chart. So, so I guess only, like number higher. two must, you know, hit higher than that because Batman's involved. So uh, it's got to be better, right? I right. mean, more is better, especially more, more if it's Batman more of well. the flying rodent variety. <laughs> that's right. So that's Superman Unchained. It's uh, it's out now. It's it's doing really well. I mean, we haven't seen Superman at the top of the sales charts for, for some time. So let's hope that trend can continue with Unchained, that it continues uh, with or without Batman to hit number one uh, on the sales charts. But um, the other one, which does have Batman, and Batman is the lead character in the title, is Batman versus, uh, Batman Superman, as opposed to the old Superman Batman 
And now that is also in its second issue. Um, and the, the first issue I know uh, that you've managed to, to grab a hold of, have you? Or uh, you haven't uh, I, caught up? I have. Oh, cool. What did you think of that? I, I, I'm, I really love the artwork because uh, Jay Lee um, did the artwork on a Stephen King adaptation of The Stand, which was obviously one of my favorite oh. uh, novels. And um, the artwork just really grabbed me in that. And Jay Lee's artwork, uh, which was great for the stand. It's a little bit quirky or a bit different for Super, uh, Batman, Superman, but still has such a visual look to it that it's hard not to uh, be impressed. Is he uh, also the artist on the uh, the Dark Tower? Uh, Sorry, adaptation? It was the Dark Tower adaptation, not the. Oh, you know, there you go. Because yeah. that uh, I, again, that's another just like you. That's another book I love, and yes. I was a big fan of the Dark Tower novel series, so I started collecting those, and I love the look of it. And this uh, this Batman Superman book. The artwork is, for me, is spectacular. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't say it enough. Mm. Um, I, I, I love the uh, moodiness of it. I love the look of it. I love the, the stylized look of the two cities. I love the way the characters look. Um, it's fantastic. I, I, my, I find myself wondering if they're going to be able to keep up the monthly pace on it because whenever you do something like this, you know, it reminds me of like an Alex Ross type of project like Justice from years ago mm-hmm. uh, where you just can't keep up that kind of quality and release it on time. You know, I think that 12-issue series that was supposed to be a year ended up taking three years or something along those lines to actually get finished. And, and, and part of that obviously is with such a high quality – um, you know, you're not talking about the other digital release, the the Adventures of Superman, where it's kind of silly looking. It's very cartoony. Uh, this is very, uh, you know, it's almost like a painting. Uh, almost every picture, um, every panel, every page. So it's very great, and I love it. And it's almost it's almost worth it. You know, I think the other Batman Superman book from a few years ago was delayed all the time too, and that one didn't often even have. You know, spectacular artwork. It was okay, you know. But this is a new take and kind of a new look and a whole new feel for the for the for the new Fifty Two. As far as as far as I know, I've read a few other books that aren't Superman related, and I haven't seen artwork like this. So, uh, and it's another way to possibly bring new readers and 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 get more sales. And you know, if people start talking about how cool it looks and and how how realistic it feels, and you know, uh, what's what's interesting to me is um, I didn't get the feeling that. Batman was a super soldier in this, and I love that. You know, not because uh, Batman can't be cool. Um, I like the kind of raw, kind of uh, uh, clumsy feel that both characters kind of have, and I realize it's early in their yeah. careers, and yeah. that's why they are that way. But I mean, I love Batman making mistakes. I love him saying that he made mistakes. I love him acknowledging the fact that he was stupid. Um, you don't see this. In most creator fanboys writing of Batman these days, most of the time it's I work alone, but when you need me, and you will, I'll be there. Uh, Speaking to the Justice League, which is made up of uh, ten super-powered beings that could do ten of what Batman does in a day in five minutes. So that kind of attitude from Batman has always kind of miffed me, and I, I think it comes more from the creators than it does from the feel of the character itself. But I love to see him... Doing what he's doing here, I love the the I love the way they interact together. I hate as much as I love the artwork. I hate 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 the Kents dying in a car accident. I like the way they they put it. You know, on the title page, they have Batman on his side and Superman on his side, and they show the Kents dying and they show the Waynes dying. Uh, but it feels to me 
almost the same. You know, Batman was supposed to come from tragedy, and even though Superman's entire planet was destroyed, he had this great upbringing from the Kents. There was love there. There was emotion there. Um, this, to me, is not doesn't feel like Superman's origin. And I realize we're in the new 52 and things have changed. And uh, I don't want to be somebody who says, oh, I hope I can at least see the pants in some incarnation of the character. But I feel I feel sort of betrayed that they had to go this horrible blood-filled um, car crash route with the Kents kind of out of the blue and not really being explained all that well from what I've seen in the book so far and for no particular reason other than to be kind of uh, violent and just more like Batman and seeing those two scenes mirrored in the beginning of this book just reminded me that again that they really kind of wanted another Batman or wanted another origin that was more like Batman's. Well, it's actually interesting because that's what's played up in issue number two, where obviously this is like alternate universes. Superman and Batman have been somehow teleported to a different version or different reality or a different universe, different Earth. And uh, our Superman or the young Superman ends up on a in a Smallville where the Kents are still alive. And that Superman is, you know, a grown adult and they come against each other and Martha and Jonathan start speaking to young Clark and, um, you know, Martha says to him, you know, your parents obviously died in your your reality, didn't they? And uh, it's a very touching moment and it's really a great scene played out there with the Kents in this reality uh, and their Superman and, or, you know, their son and meeting this new Clark who obviously whose parents have died and uh, it's just, a, a, I love that, the way it's played out and seeing these alternate realities and seeing how, you know, the differences in, you know, the Kents being alive affected one and, and how the other has been, you know, affected differently because the Kents weren't alive in his version. So definitely worth checking out issue number two if you haven't read that as yet. I have it and I was, am going to get around to it. You start to see some of what you're talking about toward the end of the story where, mm. uh, uh, you know, Clark is questioning who this Batman is, how he knows his name, and you mm-hmm. can see that Batman looks a little different. He seems a little more seasoned now. Mm-hmm. He has the shield that he can put up, and he has the kryptonite. And I love, you know, I love when an, when a writer seems to get it. You know, mm-hmm. I never read The Dark Knight Returns, and 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 people kind of chastise me for for being so negative about it when I haven't read it. I've just read. Miller's comments, and I've read what it's about, and I've read how Superman acts in it, and I've read how Batman acts in it, and I heard that quote, and it's not really something that sounds like it would appeal to me, so I haven't watched it hmm. or read it. Uh, uh, but I love when, and I and I've always felt like Frank Miller just didn't get Superman, and mm-hmm. he's kind of said himself he wasn't a fan. He, you know, I love in a Batman Superman book where it seems to me that the writers and the people involved are really doing their best to understand both characters. Yeah. And I feel like from both characters' position in this book, they're they're completely understood and, and their performances make complete sense. And I had no problem with Batman blowing him out of the building with the bomb. You know, Clark didn't know it was there. It was fine. You know, they're both young. They're both, you know, but he says multiple times things like, if he sneezes, I'm dead. Mm. I hope he doesn't attack me with all his might. So it's clear, and I like that, that Batman knows he can't take Superman on hand, you know, hand to hand in a physical contest, but that's okay. He's not meant to do that, in my opinion. And I love this, you know, and I I just, I love um, lines like that. You know, I don't know who noticed, but there's, it's weird. In the tree scene where Jonathan does appear, there's like a Superman symbol 
up in the branches. Take a look at that later. It's it's clear. It's not an accident. Uh, and then at the end of the book, they I guess they show you the two alternate covers. I'm a big fan of the Roquefort cover. Uh, I think he did Batman Justice. I think it looks great. And uh, the the March cover, I'm not. Uh, it looks kind of. It almost reminds me again that these people don't really want to be involved with Superman, and they don't really like Superman, and they see him as this goofy kind of. Um, you know, boy who's silly or whatever. Uh, so when you compare the two covers, I think the Batman one is uh, far and away uh, the better cover. Yeah, I'm just looking at that page now. I do see the Superman symbol up there. Good catch. There you go. There you go, indeed. Now, uh, the other Superman title that is relatively new is The Adventures of Superman comic book, which is a standalone, continuity-free uh, title that you can pick up at any particular time you like. Uh, some of the stories do go over multiple chapters if you're getting the digital formats, but uh, if you pick up the print edition, then you're getting self-contained stories uh, within that one particular issue, that print issue. So um, they don't relate to each other. There is no uh, rhyme or reason to how they fit in. You can grab issue number 10 as much as you can grab issue number 4 and enjoy the chapter that was uh, the story that is involved in that ch chapter or that uh, series. Um, they're up to issue number 13, uh, which is what I've got now looking at my iPad. And some stories have got you know, uh, erratic artwork, cartoony artwork. Others are much more uh, involved, much more detailed. Uh, majority of them have Superman in his red trunks. Uh, some of the covers have uh, the, the Bruce Timm style animated version of Superman. Others have a more realistic um, version, uh, different characters, uh, sorry, different artists, different writers are getting involved in different stories and telling the story that they want to tell without needing to fit into any type of continuity or any type of story that you might already know about. I'm uh, really enjoying this and mm. I think <laughs> it's weird because it is kind of goofy a lot of times. It's much more, um, <coughs> excuse me, much more lighthearted. Yeah, and it's a lot of times I could see it being more oriented. It's almost, it reminds me a little bit of the Superman family book that was canceled. Uh, something that is a quick read, uh, flies by. When, you know, I read through five or six chapters in 15 minutes because it's very uh, quick moving. It's short. Uh, uh, the artwork's very static, you know, so it, it almost feels like you're moving along with the story. And I'm enjoying it. And I think, on one hand, I kind of understand some of the reviewers' complaints with Man of Steel that there wasn't a lot of fun. It wasn't, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, fun, I guess, <laughs> uh, is what I'm saying. Uh, these books, and, and with me with the New 52, for the most part, kind of becoming less and less interested as I go on, um, I think maybe part of what is missing is a lot of times it's not fun. And these books are kind of fun. They're, mm. you know, uh, a lot of times they feature... Um, secondary characters or characters that aren't anybody they're just two guys in a diner uh talking about whether superman's real or not and it's just it's very neat the way they go about it uh you mentioned 13 the latest one he's protecting an infant that came to earth which is very obviously uh, mirror like to the way he came to earth um some people are hunting down this baby i'm interested to see where that goes um he's you know I, I, yeah Yes, Superman saying a lullaby. Uh, but then there's one, uh, the one before where he, he 
very quickly takes on Brainiac. You know, the whole story isn't about mm-hmm. destroying Brainiac. It's two panels, and he takes down Brainiac uh, with his intellect, which I love to see because, of, of course, that flies in the face of uh, what all the Batman fans say, and that is that, uh, that that Superman is a big brute, and it's brains versus brawn, and brains will always win out. Uh, it's the same with Luthor. You know, Luthor feels like um, he's got the brains and Superman's got the brawn, and one day he's going to outthink Superman and, and kill him. And there's another story in there which reminds me of the very same thing. He's up to like 171,602 ways to possibly kill Superman, and <laughs> each one has failed. And at, at the end, Superman comes and tells him he knows he's trying to kill him. And, of course, he breaks his window, throwing in the robot. And since there's no proof, the only person who seems to be in the wrong here is Superman. Mm. He flies up and destroys the window. Uh, but it's very... It's very cool the way the way it jumps around and, and the way they kind of do different areas and different stories. And, and as you say, you know, you can read any one, all, none, one here, one there, out of order, doesn't matter. Unless you're reading the three-part ones or whatever, uh, you do need to read those three in order to get that story. And then that was one that I, I really loved, too. Uh, I think it was called Bullet or Faster Than a Bullet or uh, where uh, Superman was going to different planets rescuing people and saving whole worlds while uh, Lois was meeting with uh, Lex in a diner uh, who was announcing he's running for president. Mm. I just love the way they, and the art in that one was spectacular, you know, compared to a lot of the others where it seems very rushed or that they just want to do a simple thing. You know, I could see that, that art on a main title. It looked, uh, it looked great in in most of the panels and Lois kind of looked like uh, Erica Durance in that story. Mm. I thought, Mm. So they're the uh, new comic books that are out now for Superman fans. Definitely worth checking out if, you, uh, if you're interested in comics, especially Adventures of Superman. If you're not into reading regular comic books or you don't like continuity, you, know, you want to just read something that's uh, enjoyable whenever you pick it up and, and you don't have to know what came before or afterwards, then I'd highly recommend the Adventures of Superman comic book. Uh, but it's great to see Superman Unchained and Batman Superman doing so well on the sales charts. And we will next month. Uh, without any major news getting in the way, get back to talking about uh, the other monthly titles in a regular format as we have in in past episodes of this podcast. Now, uh, the only other thing that we're looking at here to talk about before we move into the big question is the fact that Comic-Con did take place this past month. Uh, uh, July, uh, San Diego gets overtaken by fans coming to the convention centre there for Comic-Con, which gets bigger and bigger every year, and Hollywood takes over more and more uh, from the comic book side of things with uh, movies and TV shows, uh, you know, really taking part in uh, what's still called Comic-Con, but, and still focuses on characters that are, you know, part of the pop culture universe. Uh, so uh, if you were there at Comic-Con, um, you know, you're very lucky. It uh, it's, uh, seems to be harder and harder to get to and get into. And uh, thank you again to uh, Jamie and or Jamie and, and uh, Ivan Ruiz who attend uh, the, uh, the the con for us and take photos and and post reports and stuff. Uh, it's always great to have somebody on the floor there. Yes, I mean great. Th- you know, again, as you say, thanks to them, and and we've got so many pictures and so many cool uh, write ups and so many things. Uh, thanks to them being there, as you say, it's it's hard for a lot of people in a lot of different places to get to things like this, and and uh, you know, it's becoming more and more popular. So even if you are there, it's harder to get in because uh, everybody wants tickets, and it is kind of the place to be. You know, where once it was a, a place for. Um, I guess uh, geeky people to go and, and look at old copies of comic books. It's now become, and of course, the movie industry itself has become a uh, a plethora of comic book related properties, yeah. comic book styled movies. Even if they're not based on a comic book directly, 
you can feel a lot of the, the stylization in a lot of the movies that are made, adventure movies, action movies, that kind of feel like yeah, they're, inspired uh, they're, they're, they're inspired by the comic book idea because it's what works. And it's right now it's what's selling. You know, I've read so many articles about it. Is it over? Are superheroes done? Is the comic book finished? Have they overplayed their hand? Uh, but it seems like, you know, uh, from all the announcements that, that came from Comic-Con, both DC and Marvel and other companies alike, that we're going to be seeing uh, comic book-based properties for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. And it was great to see that DC Entertainment were celebrating 75 years of Superman. They had, uh, you know, various costumes from across different properties of, of Superman TV and movie properties on display there in, in glace, uh, glass cases. Uh, the you know Christopher Reeve costumes, uh, you know the Man of Steel costumes, Smallville costumes, Dean Cain's costume, Brandon Routh's costume, all on display there at Comic Con on the floor in the DC Entertainment booth, and they had a panel there, uh, which was uh, great to see so many different people from uh, Superman's you know history being involved in that panel from you know Jack Larson, Tim Daly, um, you know um, Molly Quinn, uh, Tim Daly. Um, and uh, obviously uh, uh, Henry Cavill himself, all there on stage, uh, celebrating 75 years and, and celebrating the character himself. Uh, great to see DC doing that uh, for the character at Comic Con. Yes, very, very, again, very exciting time, all based around the 75th anniversary and the big movie. And uh, I've already heard uh, people decrying that next year will be Batman's year because it's his year and uh, his anniversary. Mm. And how much bigger will it be? And how much greater will it be? And I think that is some of the, um, some of the, the negative feelings that some people get, and that is that. Sometimes, even when when things seem to be going well for the character we love, we still seem to look for what might be negative later. And uh, I think at the moment, um, Superman's kind of getting. You know, we always talk about he gets short shift, short, short shrift, and he's the second guy, and he's second best, and they don't care about him. And a lot of times, I feel that's true. But uh, clearly, this year, and with the movie, and with all these new books, and the new um, animated movies and things that he's been getting, and, and you know, uh, new titles and all this stuff at Comic Con. Um, you know, they're clearly uh, pulling every Superman bit they can to try and make this a big year for Superman. So, if anything, that's a very positive thing. And, definitely. Uh, should be should definitely be enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. I'm 100% with you there. All right, let's move into the big questions segment of our show. Let's start with the big question. Last month's question was, what did you think about the movie Man of Steel? And Jeremy Crawford wrote our first response. He said, I love Man of Steel. It was a great film. I hope this is a huge box office performance to generate a DC cinematic universe to rival Marvel films. Well said, Scott. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, next up, we had Adam Batley, who writes, Hey, guys, my first time writing in, but I'm a long-time listener, reader, and a big fan of the site. Overall, I think Man of Steel was awesome. All eight times I've seen it have had to stifle a sob throughout. Uh, particularly upon seeing Superman played to perfection by Cavill's first taken flight. I admit I was first left stunned and emotionally confused by a few things, namely Zod's death, but repeat viewings have made me appreciate the movie's ability to surprise and give audiences something to think about. Yeah, well said, Adam. I definitely agree that it's a view movie that uh, is better with multiple viewings. Absolutely. And uh, Brandon Whitmore wrote, while the movie didn't meet every expectation I had, I still enjoy it more every time I see it. Um, there are a few complaints I have that have by this point been beaten to death 
but I still have a fondness for the good amount of it. More than anything, it succeeded in making me want to see more of Cavill in the suit for future installments. I also love the high-level anticipation by fans, media, and retailers for Superman leading up to it that I hope comes back for the sequel. Well said, Brandon, and it was uh, actually great meeting Brandon at uh, the Superman celebration in Metropolis this year. So uh, nice to be able to put a face to a name when uh, reading out responses here on Radio KAL. Uh, Hector, he writes in and says, The movie was awesome. I can't wait for part two, part three, and four. Superman rocks. Mmm, indeed. Um, Alex writes, I really like Man of Steel. The movie was great at showing an isolated man finding his calling and purpose. But I do think it had some problems in the story and direction that prevented it from being a better movie. Just thinking more about the plot or smoothing some rough spots could have done the movie some good. I would prefer it if in the next film David Goyer is joined by Jonathan Nolan on the story and is not quite left alone since it does seem he needed to bounce the story off someone else longer. Zack Snyder could definitely learn a better balance of character work, character work and action scenes. I would just be disappointed if in the next movie all criticism ignored and none of the filmmakers decide to improve on anything because of how much money it made. As Jorel would say, you must keep testing your limits. Well said, Alex. Well thought out response there. And yeah, the good news... Know- yeah, go. I was going to say the good news there is uh, David Goyer is being joined uh, by Zack Snyder, who uh, together are working on the story. So you will have two people bouncing ideas off each other. The bad news is we're going to have some element of Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, and I don't think that uh, Goyer was left totally on his own because they had to remember in, in interviews we heard that they had to convince Nolan about the whole death of Zod thing and so obviously the, the script had been bounced around between them and um, and Nolan was you know was involved there in his thoughts on on where they were going with the story but uh, I take your points Alex and, and well thought out response as I said Justin Hayden writes in he says I've seen Man of Steel twice now I saw it on Thursday at the Walmart show in 2D saw it a week later in IMAX 2D I loved it I thought that Henry was great he really played that uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm think what I what I think well, I'm not sure what he's saying there. He really played that part well. Parkant and Jorel were standouts for me. When Parkant put his hands up, hand up just tore me up. Uh, I thought the action was amazing. The Smallville fight was my favourite. I hate that we won't get Feora in another movie. Probably my favourite character. I loved it. Eight or nine stars out of ten. Thank you, Justin. I also very much love Feora, and I thought uh, the actress was fantastic. It was mm. just a, it was a great kind of counterpoint to Zod's. Um, general and I, I, I loved, I loved everything she did with the role. So yeah, I'm gonna miss her too. Um, uh, the Pacan scene, uh, I've talked about this uh, in a lot of different places. I think it was very emotional, mm. and I think it served its purpose. Uh, you know, it's a sticking point for a lot of people as the dumbest point in the movie because no one would do what Clark decides to do there. Uh, but. Uh, it's the way they chose to go, and I personally have said I've always loved to have the Kents there throughout his uh, career as Superman. Obviously, eventually human beings die someday. I just don't know that we always need to see it over and over again, um, that, that, that Pa is the one who dies, or even if Ma dies. I, I just don't know that we need that kind of – it's the same with the Batman-Superman comic we were just talking about. Mm, I don't know that, that we need – that continued tragedy for Superman. Mm. He's not, it's not necessary for him to be that type of character. Uh, Casey writes in, what did I think of Man of Steel? I walked into my first viewing of Man of Steel hoping it would be decent and at best, very good. I came out thinking it was awesome. From the moment Jorel jumped onto his beast, I knew I was in for a grand and thrilling ride myself. Never was I so glued to my seat. 
I left the theater with a big smile on my face and eyes glistening with tears of happiness. My husband, who is not a big Superman fan, also loved it as well. He thinks it's the best superhero movie to date, and I echo that sentiment. Kudos to all involved in the creation of this excellent film. They brought Superman back to the forefront of popular culture and have reminded us that he is more than worthy of the title of Superman. This is a movie I wanted and the movie Superman deserves. Thank you, KC. Very well thought out and uh, great to get a female response and glad that your husband enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. Alan Schrantz writes, My thoughts on the man are still, I absolutely loved it. I thought they did an amazing job. Over the past year or so, I'd try, mostly unsuccessful, to stay away from spoilerish material. All the times I did cave, I would tell my wife or friends, Hey, I've read and watched all things Superman for as long as I can remember, so it's not likely they're going to surprise me with anything in a Superman origin story. They made me eat my words. My four-year-old son and I both could not st stop smiling as we watched. Wow, four-year-old, nice. that's, that's a bit young, but um, for this movie anyway, but I'm glad they enjoyed it. Yeah, well, you know, um, that's been a question I brought up too, uh, you know, the idea of I kind of like uh, to be able to take, uh, the idea that people can take their kids to see a Superman movie, mm. and I've heard many comic book creators say, please don't make this PG-13, you need to be able to take kids to a Superman movie. Um, but on the other hand, I think, and it's it's not as graphic perhaps, but if you watch a Saturday morning cartoon where superheroes are battling, it's almost certain that people are getting maimed, you know, broken, killed, destroyed in many different ways. And maybe because it's cartoony and it's it's played out in a different way, um, it's not as um, uh, graphic. But uh, the truth is, you know, I think that um, in those types of, you know, in Disney movies, for God's sake, uh, the villain almost always dies at the end, goes falling to his death off the top of a spire or gets stabbed. or So I think, you know, kids are kind of more adapted to, to that kind of thing than we oftentimes think. Mm. Yeah that they are so Derek writes Man of Steel is truly one of the best super superhero movies of the decade this movie far outperforms Richard Donner's original in every way this version shows Clark's true st struggle and controlling his powers and being accepted in a society that doesn't understand and fears him my favorite scene was Superman coming to save his mother from Zod I actually had tears of joy seeing that scene Zack Snyder looks like he has the potential to ch challenge Josh Whedon's Josh Whedon's Marvel's Marvel's Avengers universe Jesus, sorry about that. <laughs> Henry Cavill's Superman is the one who will pave the start of Warner Brothers' DC Cinematic Universe. I hope that we see Supergirl and Lex Luthor in Man of Steel 2. In my opinion, the king of all heroes has reclaimed his top spot from Batman. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Lex Luthor is involved in the second movie. Um, don't see, think we'll see Supergirl, but uh, definitely Lex Luthor is a possibility. Most of these responses, from what I'm seeing, seem to be coming at us from before the announcement yeah. was made uh, about the Batman thing. So yep, definitely. Uh, I don't know that we're going to have a whole lot of room for a lot of other characters <laughs> with Batman involved, too. No, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, most of these responses came in uh, the first week after our podcast is released, which is nice to see that people are so wait, you know, waiting uh, to, to listen to the episode as soon as they can and get to do their responses as early as possible after listening to our show. Uh, our last response comes from Arjun L, who writes in, Hi, Steve, Scotty, uh, what did I like most about Man of Steel? All of it. I love, love, lush team I love lush teaming with Life Krypton. I love the music with its deep 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea bass notes, the lovely lifting violins and those drums. And the casting was absolutely excellent. 
but mostly I love all the extra cool things to discover on multiple viewings. The coolest would be the part everyone seems to be talking about, where we briefly see Superman's face morph into Scotty V's face. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I think she means Christopher Reeve, obviously, tongue-in-cheek there, firmly planted. It was so fast that I never noticed it at first, but on the second viewing, what I thought was a shadow, shadow clearly was the beard and moustache. Blink and you may miss it, but trust me, it's there. You don't have the beard and moustache anymore. Uh, but anyway, no, I, uh, I shave that, but yes, uh, I agree. The face she, is definitely there. She finishes, finishes off saying, can only imagine what the sequel will be like. <laughs> Thank you, Arjadel, for allowing us to, uh, to have a laugh here at that response. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely saw Scotty's face in there, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Many times, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, what's our new big question for our new show? The question is, what are your thoughts about Batman being in the Man of Steel sequel? Yes, let us know your thoughts. Scotty and I have, uh, have spoken at length about our thoughts on this very topic, this episode. So get involved with the big question segment of our show and let us know what your thoughts are about Batman being in the next Superman movie or what you think of the whole concept. You can get involved by clicking on the big question button found at the Superman homepage and you can uh, send that in as an email, and Scotty and I will read those responses as we have done this month. Or if you prefer, you could send in an audio response as an MP3 file, and Scotty and I will play that here on Radio KAL. Beautiful. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency. Now, our super secret soundbite for last month, the sound came from the Super Friends episode titled... The Stowaways from Space. And who guessed it right, Scott? Well, we had 11 people this month. They were Jeremy Crawford, David Riley, David Booth, Trenton Brewer, Mark Ross, Justin Hayden, Raymond Scott, and Derek Stokely. Special mention to Brandon Whitmore, Sammy J. Maynard II, and Fred Walsh, who actually knew the name of the episode as well. Yeah, most people guessed that it was from Super Friends, being the fact that it was Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins, who were uh, the voices in that clip that we played. But uh, those three guys actually knew that it was from the Stowaways from Space episode, which uh, definitely special mention to them. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see if you can guess where in the world of Superman this new sound comes from. Want to stick around for a while? Lois and I would... I can't. It's late. Well, if you think you know where in the world of Superman that sound comes from, Use the Super Secret Soundbite entry form found at the Superman homepage and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in our next podcast. Very nice. I think it's time for the Superman song. Mm -hmm. Definitely is. Uh, who do we have this month? A Man of Steel. Huh, how appropriate. By Hank Williams Jr. was released in 1984. It was the second signal, single and title track from the album Man of Steel. Yes, and if you want to check out uh, Hank Williams Jr.'s songs and music, you can head to hankjr.com and check him out. But for now, here is his song from 1984 titled Man of Steel. Now my daddy died when I was three Took off after our first child. 
There you have it. That's the song, and that's our show. Now, remember, if there is a topic that you think Scotty and I should be discussing, or if there's a song that you would like to hear played here, or if there's a big question you think that we need to ask, all those suggestions can be sent to us using the KAL feedback form found at the Superman homepage, or if you prefer to send an email, you can email Scotty at his email address, which is scotty at supermanhomepage.com, or you can contact me via steve at supermanhomepage.com, and we will endeavour to use those suggestions in our future podcasts. But for now, that's our show. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Steve. And remember, everyone, always look up in the sky. You've been listening to Radio KAL, brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. <laughs>